This podcast and the following message are brought to you by SmartPixel. Turn your website's anonymous visitors into engaged customers. SmartPixel turns your anonymous website visitors into fully identified first-party consumer data. When this match and identification takes place, SmartPixel can return up to 300 attributes on the consumer. You get name, postal address, email, gender, and date of birth, plus more specific details like home ownership, vehicle ownership, political party affiliation, presence of children in the household, and many more. SmartPixel, real-time information about your website visitors, easy to install, and fully GDPR and CCPA compliant. Find out more by going to autoconverse.com forward slash smartpixel. That's www.autoconverse.com forward slash S-M-A-R-T-P-I-X-L. And thank you. Messages for the President of the United States of America. My name is Kyle Sepchik of the Freedom Convoy USA 2022. And our routes meet here in D.C. on March 1st in time for your State of the Union address. We are very organized and our routes are public. I even pulled a permit for the National Mall to be respectful. I just want to be as transparent as possible from the start so there's no confusion. We are coming peacefully and we're going to do this lawfully and constitutionally. I want the rest of the world to know our plans so that there's no twisting and lying about who and what we are. Sir, the world is watching us because they know that if what's happening in Canada happens to us here in the land of the free, then freedom as we know it is gone. So we are leaving the choice to you. The decision is in your hands. This whole convoy, this whole assembly on the National Mall, it doesn't even have to happen if you just end things now and we can get on with our lives. That was Kyle Sefcik, leader of the Freedom Convoy 2022 here in the USA which, as you heard Kyle say, was assembling in Washington, D.C. on March 1st. That's today, just in time for President Biden's State of the Union address. Kyle is a family man and a business owner in the state of Maryland who also is in the gubernatorial race for governor in his state. You heard Kyle reference the outcome of the trucker convoy in Canada, which we reported on here in our previous episode because of its logistical implications and its privacy concerns. And while that story itself is still developing, the USA convoy is hoping to have a different impact, one that may or may not affect things such as supply chains and our bank accounts. Oh, and our crypto investments too, because did you know that Tesla is now accepting the cryptocurrency Dogecoin as payment at its turbochargers in Santa Monica? From Autoburst Media, this is Autoconverse. Hey, we got a good show lined up for you today. Oh, well, I'm a Game of Thrones nut, so that's, that's, that's my jam. The robots are listening. The robots are listening. Welcome to this episode of the Autoconverse podcast, where we explore people, ideas, and technologies that influence how we are connected and the way we get around. I'm Ryan Girardi. Great, as always, to be here with you. Now, like I said in the beginning, we will have to wait and see how today's Freedom Convoy is received and what transpires with the Canadian government continuing its crackdown on trucker protesters and supporters. And by crackdown, I do mean full-on authoritarian police state crackdown. 
Yes, that is happening just north of here. And that, combined with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, well, society is very much at odds with itself right now. And so to lighten things up a bit, I have a special episode for you today. Every year, as you probably know, the National Football League, or the NFL, has a Super Bowl. And during that Super Bowl, the TV commercials have become almost as much an attraction as the game itself, if at least not as much as the halftime show. And big brands, once again, have paid millions for ad spots. But unlike some of last year's advertisers, this year they didn't seem to want to gamble too much on controversy. The game this year drew 112.3 million viewers, according to Nielsen, which is an increase of 16% uh, from last year. And Super Bowl 56 this year was the most watched Super Bowl since 2015 between the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks, which drew 114.4 million viewers. Now, according to the National Retail Federation, this year's bowl was expected to generate roughly $14.6 billion in spending nationwide, with the average fan spending approximately $79 on food and drinks and decorations and other merchandise to celebrate the game. But what about ad revenue? Well, with rates up 20% since 2018, a 30-second ad spot in this year's Super Bowl was $6.5 million. And some spots reportedly went for as much as $7 million. In 2020 and 2019, the cost was about $5.6 million. And according to a front office sports tweet, 40% of the game's advertisers this year were new. Now, the halftime show featured Dr. Dre, Snoop Doggy Dog, and Mary J. Blige, and Eminem, also an upside-down 50 cent, uh, which... An upside down 50 cent. Now, aside from Eminem kneeling at one point as a virtue signal, I'd say the music and the performance was not divisive or controversial. In fact, each performed some of their classic songs and included a musical nod to the late Tupac. And yes, between the halftime show and the TV commercials, there was a definite throwback theme to the 90s. Now, as a tradition, what we do is on our live show, we invite a few we invite a few of you on and we actually sit and go through some of the commercials related to mobility technology and connectivity. Now, there's probably over a couple of dozen total and it took us about an hour to go through them. Um, but what I'm going to do for this episode is give you a handful of the ones that we went through in the beginning. We've got the Amazon Mind Reader the Chevy Silverado ad with the Joneses, the Dr. Evil ad by GM, and the FTX ad with Larry Davis. So so let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back, and then we'll get into some of these commercials. Hi, my name's Rob Holman. I've been a professional keynote speaker for over 20 years. And I'll tell you, throughout the course of that time, I've had people tugging on me, asking questions, whether they were aspiring professional speakers or even some seasoned professional speakers. But the common bond in those that come tugging and asking all these different questions, Rob, how did you do it? How, how in time did you become not only a professional keynote speaker, 
but how did you, like what were some failures? What were some successes? What are some tips and strategies so I can learn from you? So enough people came asking and I figured just a couple years ago, let me wrap my arms around all these individuals and bring them in. Then I started the Get Paid to Speak community. It's a world-class speaker community made up of aspiring professional speakers and seasoned professional speakers alike that really are interested in taking their speaking and turning it into a legitimate business. It's a dynamic group of individuals where they lean on me, I lean on them, and we lean on each other to set ourselves up for greater success. If that's you, if you fit that, if you feel like we could be an encouragement to you, I want to encourage you to do one thing. That is, text the number 855-766-7585. Again, 855-766-7585. And type in the keyword Rob, R-O-B-B, GPS. R-O-B-B, GPS. When you do that, I will send you a free download of 10 ways to get paid speaking gigs. If I can serve you in any other way, please let me know. But I look forward to having you hopefully join the community sometime soon. We'll see you. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking with some business owners and a couple of business coaches, and they were saying how difficult it is right now hiring people in because of economy going, oh, well, I'm going to make as much sitting at home as I would go to work. How are we going to attract new people to come in? And how are we going to keep the people that we have from bouncing around? So one of the things that came up in that conversation was workplace wellness culture. If you're listening and saying, should I be considering some type of wellness initiative, wellness program in my workplace? Healthcare costs and decrease of that is one biggie. Another one is employee productivity. Quality and quantity of work both go up whenever you are engaging in wellness culture in your workplace. That's the big takeaway is get your people moving, bake it into your culture. There are ways to do that. Edutain, get some lunch and learn, something going on that and 80-20 rule on the break room stuff. If you're already doing those types of things, yes, you can go deeper on workplace wellness, but those are some great places to start. And last thought, Ryan, is for those of you listening who are saying, yeah, we want to do some of this, but I need it as a leader because for you to show up as a leader in your organization, you've got to lead by example, but you've also got to be taking care of you so that you're making good decisions. Okay, so here we go with the show. On with me that day was Terry Lancaster, who you've heard here on the podcast numerous times. He wrote the book, How to Sell More Cars, which by the way, you should go and get, even if you don't sell cars, go get it, howtosellcars.org. And Terry's hockey buddy, John Couture, or Cooter, as we call him, the two of them started this tradition with me in 2019 and again in 2020. So they are back and we're going to go through these. You are also going to hear some commentary from my friend Ron Sandell, who's a sales and performance coach and also a fellow Eagles fan like 
me. All right, so enjoy the clips, and then afterwards, I'll let you know how you can find all of them from the live show. Now, are these known actors, Cooter, do you know? Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, she's one of the largest actresses you'll see. She's been in the Marvel movies. Uh, oh, okay, Scarlett Johansson. I know that. And uh, Colin Jost is a writer and does Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. They are married in real life, and he is the luckiest man in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was good. And I that explains why they're well, she's a known actress because I was like, she's a great actress here. Yes. Some would say this is her best acting, but you know, right here. Yes. I mean, how much acting chops do you need for the Marvel movies? Really? I mean, you know, <laughs> love song for Bobby Long is a fantastic movie, though. Oh yes, for sure. So this actually happened to me. I was at someone's house and I said a word, and Google started bringing stuff up. They had Google in the house. Oh no! And it was um. It was, a it was a little awkward. I was a little disappointed in this commercial. It was it was one that I had been seeing. I guess it plays on Hulu or whatever I watched. So mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, they were running those 15-second snippets the week leading up to the commercial, and it said coming the day of the Super Bowl. So I thought Amazon was going to make some big announcement, maybe about, you know, being able to read our minds or some advanced AI or prediction technology. It was looking like, oh, they're going to announce something pretty cool, and then it was just, you know, a goofy commercial. The commercial was great. The lead up was great, but I was, uh, I had my, uh, I thought my robot was going to get smart. <laughs> Ron Sandell, welcome to the show. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Good. What brings you here today? What, oh, what? Just, just curious. Uh, Super Bowl commercials, um, a Philly fan like you. Um, right. So uh, I didn't have a horse in the race and probably won't have one for a while, but. Uh, but man, I love the Super Bowl, and I love watching the uh, the commercials. My favorite one, I think, was the one with Larry David. It was the crypto one, FTX. Yeah, I just I think Larry David is amazing. So I think uh, you know, as a consumer, I'm not really in the crypto game. I don't I don't really understand it yet. But uh, but I certainly uh, got Larry David, and and I thought it was hilarious. Let's go find that ad. Let's see. That was um... it's. Uh, X, don't miss out. You know what? I actually don't. I'm looking at a list here too. So. I don't have that on our list. I don't have it available. If you can find it, send it through the chat, and I'll I'll pop it up here. All right, okay. Terry. I said I was going to kind of go through order. I wanted to go through those top three. Only one classified as mobility tech. Great ad. I think we all agree. Well done. Good acting. Uh, going down the list here. Here is Chevy Silverado, mm -hmm. and they're bringing the Sopranos back. I bet, I bet you guys are both big Soprano fans. I was, as a matter of fact. I'm an even better Alabama 3 fan. Uh, the, 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 song, the theme song from uh, the Sopranos is a band called Alabama 3. I never heard of them. I wasn't a, Soprano, a Sopranos fan, so I don't, I don't even know if I've ever watched an episode. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's well-timed, too. They just released the prequel movie with The Many Saints of Newark. Uh, which starred James Gallofini's son. So, you know, Sopranos awareness was high anyway. So 
you know, bringing back uh, Jamie Lynn Singular as Meadow and her brother. I mean, that was just a lot of this. It seems like a lot of the ads, uh, especially with this with the automobile ads, went more for sentimentality. I thought, and this is a good example of how they were trying to capture that sentimentality of family the first you know and i'm connected to like five thousand car salesmen i can guarantee you this was by far the most popular uh commercial in the super bowl in in my demographic this one right here the silverado oh yeah easy easy how was it even related to the sopranos it's like you have to know the inside scoop on half of these they knew it <laughs> yeah it's you know it's kind of a recreation of the intro intro of the of the, of the uh tv show and it's well it's you know kind of updated obviously this wasn't a lot of updates so uh but yeah if you know if you know who the kids were on the sopranos and, and a lot of the you know a lot of things you you get that but again you know if you didn't know what the sopranos were you were you're just count it's just another ad for an electric truck okay so, I so think all the, these I, visuals are inspired by the opening yes so, um yeah the sopranos trailer so I think one of the big winners from the from all the commercials, obviously the electric vehicles, they were everywhere. But sure. the most important question I got from all of the electric vehicle commercials on the Super Bowl, uh, this one for that one from GM, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Doctor Evil one from GM, was where was the uh, Ford Lightning? Doctor Evil, we can right? Yeah. Ford did not do a Super Bowl commercial this year. I know. Now we can reduce. They're probably busy investing I'm into sorry. their product. Am I no longer Doctor? So this was cool. Although this, to me, this was tricky. I mean, they said basically, you know, evil is back, associating evil to EVs. I don't know. It seems like that could flap in your face. Yeah, there was a. I think they lost it. This started off fantastic. So they're playing out. We're going to dominate the world with such and such platform. And then they started trying. Then they hedged their bets. They started trying to explain. They got brought Seth Green in to say, you know, they were doing all these good things. I think they should have leaned into this controversy and made it controversial. These evil people are trying to take over the world with electric vehicles and just kind of made it a spoof instead of trying instead of trying to sell. They 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 drifted away from the narrative. If they were saying these, you know, this evil conglomerate was trying to take over the world with electric vehicles and just really laid into that, I think this could have been awesome. Well, are you saying that GM should have should almost attack the push for EVs? No, no, no. I'm saying what I'm saying is they should have they should have said just made it sarcastically, you know, satire. Here's this evil corporation trying to take over the world with electric vehicles, which is uh, you know, which is a you know, a, a theory a theory that's out there. So why don't you lean into it? Make a spoof of that. Play play on to that. Uh, like where the evil company trying to take over the world with EVs. So Ron, speak to this. Why do you, what did, you're a fan of Larry David? Oh yeah, curb your enthusiasm. I mean, he's just so sharp, and and, and they put basically put him in different times or uh, eras, and and basically he was he was saying something like you know, trust me, or you know it's not going to work. Like here, the light bulb, it's not going to work. It doesn't, you know, because people are out there saying cryptocurrency, it's never going to really be successful. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't agree or disagree. I, I'm kind of sort of. Uh, in the middle on things don't know enough to be uh very vocal about it but it's pretty funny i thought it was hilarious (laughs) so in that sense you relate to the ad does it come does the ad compel you and pique your curiosity any any further it didn't really i thought i was so focused on him Um, there's a canadian government taking him away (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i was just so focused on him uh i didn't really put 
you know, much effort into doing more research on uh, a company like FTX, which actually I think is Tom Brady's actually a brand spokesman as well. Right. Which they could have used him, but maybe that was too, too close to the nerve being such a successful Super Bowl guy. Cooter, Tara, are you guys uh, into crypto yet? Uh, is that like the, is that like that, that '90s movie with the creature thing? Tales from the crypto. No, no, no I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, I, you know, I, as I told you before, I don't predict the future. There's going to be something predicting which what it is and which one is going to be. I don't know enough about crypto. Sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. If you want to play the roulette wheel, and knock yourself out. I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of people in our office, younger generation, that are, are way into crypto. They're trading, day trading on it, and and, 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 you know, they make some money. They lose a lot of money. You know, it reminds me, as T- Terry alluded to, of gambling and, you know, playing the roulette wheel. You know, you, you strike some that are hot and you lose some. So it's like, you know, I, I think there certainly is – I, I certainly think there is a future for it because I think there is uh, – I, I, you know, as somebody who recently went through a bank transition this weekend who decided – they decided they were going to turn off all the bank cards on Monday, which happened to be President's Day, a bank holiday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had problems – uh, you know, getting the new cards activated properly. Uh, yeah. So it certainly made me feel like maybe the old fashioned style of banking and uh, money management is perhaps archaic in a way. So uh, it's something I don't actively partake in other than in it's, I do have, you know, I do have some involvement in my 401k in it, but nothing actively into it, but it's certainly, it's interesting for sure. Well then let's go right to this Coinbase <laughs> ad. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a lot, now there's some funny stuff that's developed out of this ad. Sure, you guys have caught wind, but the uh, CEO of Coinbase, Brian Armstrong, mm-hmm. uh, had made a comment. I think on that no ad agency would have ever come up with this idea. Um, basically, take you know, giving the company credit for thinking outside the box, which turned out not to be the case. I don't know if you guys know this, but the uh, but one of the ad agencies that pitched them came back and said, well, actually we did pitch the idea of QR codes this way. Um, yeah. I mean, so, and, and the ad speaks for itself. I was, I got up off my couch and QR did it? TV. Absolutely. And they, you know, obviously it was successful. It crashed the app, crashed their site. And uh, it was highly effective for simple. I mean, you paid $6 million to do that. I, I, I can't do that with a guy on Craigslist, by the way. Uh, but I think I, I think the uh, the big winners were, were the QR code. I mean, uh, this this yeah. you know anyone who's paying attention are thinking, hey, what can I do with the QR code now? Two years ago, that seemed like something goofy. You know what? Mm-hmm. What? What? Why would you do something with that? But now it's like, oh, there's all kinds of things I can do with the QR code, and people actually do it. Cooter got up off the couch. And did I the did. Code. So that's a great call to action. When you did it, Cooter, did it go through for you? Did it crash? Uh, it went through. Uh, it went through, but did not crash. But I did not get. I was not quick enough to get the uh, free credit in the account that was promised or whatever. So no, this just entered you. on the screen, and you can donate yeah. twenty dollars by putting your phone there. Boom. Yeah, twenty dollars <laughs> yeah, exactly. sick puppies. Yeah. Well, look, there's a lot of trust to scan it. You know, to yeah. scan a random QR code, not knowing what it is. I knew it was crypto. I don't think I knew it was Coinbase, though. I, I actually thought it was Crypto.com that had done it. Yeah. Um, but it didn't crash for me when I, I, I think I got it pretty quick and it, and it went through and I, I was able to get, get entered. Nice. Yeah, I was, I was following a little behind. So when I, when I watched it, I was probably 20 minutes behind. So 
all that craziness had uh, already taken place. Okay, so we're going to halt there because reality is that that was only one slice of the commercials that we reviewed. The others, as I mentioned, you can catch them all. If you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, then just check your emails or go to our channel. You should still be able to uh, see the link before it becomes unlisted. Uh, otherwise, just look in the show notes. I'll put a link to them from there. Now, that reminds me to remind you to text the keyword if you haven't already autoconverse all one word to 855-766-7585 and get yourself subscribed to our youtube channel we'll send you a link to the channel um, and then every time we have the show every month we'll send you a link so that you can watch the live show which you'll get anyway because you subscribe to youtube but you'll get ours through a text message the commercial you might have heard that we were headed into before I cut it off was the Coinbase commercial, which had a QR code bouncing on the screen for 15 seconds. Now, I don't know if you were able to scan that or not, or if you did, whether it crashed the app. I was able to, uh, and if you were, then you would have automatically been entered in to win a prize, but I don't actually know what that prize is, so we're going to have to keep an eye out to see who might have won that prize, hoping somebody did. Now, if you are a Doge holder, then to the moon, Dogecoin today is now worth 10 times the Russian ruble. And while the invasion of Ukraine is not a laughing matter, I would be remiss if not to report on that. Speaking of crypto, we will be back next week with a new episode exploring the silver lining that cryptocurrency cryptocurrency appears to be playing in Russia's exploits in Ukraine. And hopefully we will have some positive developments to report by that time as well. So take care, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. This is Autoburst Media. Hey dad, are you still looking for a car? Did you know that when you click on car ads, dealers pay for every click? But shouldn't you get paid? After all, you're the one clicking. That's why I use Ask Auto. With Ask Auto, you build rewards as you shop. Plus, Ask Auto recommends exclusive offers based on your needs. You can ask questions on cars you like and still protect your personal information. You can even set your price. Who knew car shopping could be so easy and rewarding? Ask Auto. Fast, fun, and rewarding car shopping.